In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. It's game week and we have got a massive game ahead of us against the Ravens. And I'm here with Johnny Kingzell. Johnny, how are you, sir? I'm doing all right. How are you doing, Paul? Johnny, you cover a lot of teams, but you're obviously West Side, Rocky River, working for the OBR. How's it all going? It's going pretty good. It's been uh, it's been two weeks since um since since they hired me, and I've I've gotten like I've gotten I believe five articles done so far for them that have been published on the site. So I hope to do many more and uh, be able to provide uh like my first year of coverage uh for the browns which is exciting for me yeah cool johnny i've got to ask are you a browns fan unfortunately don't say it like that johnny okay but <laughs> just while we're talking about the uh obr we're talking about an article that's just come out i know subscribers get exclusive looks on it and us non-subscribers can't see it even though ian my uh co-host he is a subscriber but a big shout out to Brad. He's joined uh, part of Brown's uh, wave, and now he's joining OBR in the social media uh, part. So yeah, big shout out to him. And uh, you got some good guys over there at the OBR. You got Fred, Jake, yourself, Brad. Uh, who have I forgotten? Uh, Stephen Thomas. Like he he like he runs the the mock draft site, mock yeah. draft section of uh, OBR. Yeah, cool. Steve's obviously a great, great friend. Uh, met him over in Cleveland last year. So yeah, you got a real dream team of uh, reporters there, I think. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I, I like, I'm, I'm apparently like the youngest there, which is kind of crazy. But, no way. Uh, Brad's younger than you, surely. Uh, how old is How old is he? Brad's gonna listen to this because I've already said I was gonna mention him, but I'm gonna go. With Brad's like nineteen. Oh geez, I'm twenty six. Yeah, okay, you're definitely not the youngest. So, uh, but <laughs> but let's uh, let's fire in there. Let's uh, let's see if we can take some of the snippets from your article, and uh, let's talk about Ravens. Uh, it is a team that obviously I visited. I've been to their stadium, but I don't know. I'm not an expert on the Ravens. Uh, I'm a little bit worried. Obviously, they are um, tipped to be a potential playoff. Super Bowl contenders, but yeah, how would you see uh, Sunday uh, playing out there, Johnny? Well, I think there is a lot of a lot of reason to worry about them because they're one of the most well-rounded teams in the NFL, and that was sh- that was shown um, last year as well when they went fourteen and two. They did lose Earl Thomas, which like like may have been a locker room cancer for like longer than we have imagined, but he was also a big piece of that secondary. Without him, it's going to be a little tougher for them to contain guys like Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham. For as great as Marl Hump- Marlon Humphrey is, for as good as Marcus Peters is at uh, being a ball hawk on the ball, uh, I don't think anyone can really deny that Earl Thomas definitely made their coverage a little bit easier. So 
um, that's going like that's going to be kind of uh, in, uh, an area of decline for them. Uh, I I think, but either way, like they they still should have a pretty good defense, especially with the blitz heavy packaging from uh, Don Martindale, the defensive coordinator, which I mentioned in the before I mentioned article. They don't necessarily have the 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 greatest uh, pass rush in the league, but I think what Martindale is able to do with them is is he, is he, he's able to get more done with less because of how creative his blitz packages are and how unpredictable they can be. He, like he's he's constantly sending guys up the C gap, up the A gap, up the B gap, uh, in in ways that like make, that really make it hard for the quarterback and offensive line to process what is going on. So that's definitely something that the Browns should be concerned about, especially with J C Treader. And his status, which is like, uh, like, which is up in the air right now. Like, we, we don't necessarily know if he's going to be, um, if he, if he's even going to play on Sunday. And I, like, I, 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 I guess, um, like, I, I, I guess, I guess he, I guess he could play, but I, I, I wouldn't really bet on it. And I, like, I'm more, like, I, I, I think he should be able, he should, he should sit down, and uh, rest for a game. Uh, especially considering how close the season is, so uh, Ravens Ravens are a pretty dangerous team. Uh, offense, offense especially, could take some steps forward with um, the development of rookies Hollywood Brown and Miles Boykin, rookies from last year, and of course Lamar Jackson can only grow as a passer. He's not the greatest passer of all time yet, but he's a, but he's an absolute game changing runner. He's got weapons like Andrews uh, Brown, who's fully healthy, who, who's off who's off that Liz Frank injury that affected all of his rookie season, and he could and uh, other and other other guys could affect him like Mark Ingram, Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins. So they got so they got some young contributors on both sides of the ball, and there's plenty of reason to worry about them. Yeah, let's just just go on the defense side for a bit and uh, try and explain to an English guy for us what do you see the formation with the um, Ravens defense? Um, yeah, how many? How do you see the D line actually uh, as numbers lining up? You mean you mean you mean like uh like like four three? Yeah. Do you think they have three linebackers? Do you think they're gonna have two linebackers or? Well, like that, like that's itch. That's the issue. That like the uh the the the, pa- the packages that they have can be like so unpredictable. Like they like they can go from like three linebackers to two linebackers to having like six guys rushing the passer to, uh, what what initially looks like seven guys rushing the passer, where two guys drop back and then one comes in the blitz. That like that's. I, like I believe that's like that's that's what's known as like a fire zone blitz where six like six guys drop back in coverage and then five guys versus the quarterback. So um, what like what Martin Dale is able to do is just put in like a wide variety of those plays. Like it's 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 it's, it's kind of like what Mike Zimmer is able to do for the Vikings defense, except obviously uh, in, in in the AFC North version. So like there's like there's like there's not necessarily like one trade where where they're like constantly. Um, uh, like like throwing at you because 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 like they they have like a whole blender of traits like in their blitz packaging which which makes them really unpredictable to defend. Got you. And uh, how do you see our O line stepping up against this uh, blitz mayhem as you call it? It really it really depends on how healthy J C Treader is week one because because he's he's a vital part of that interior offensive line which. Um, De- which is which de- definitely has some strong points. Like Joel Batonio, who's one of the best left guards in football. Treader, who has 
as you might know, is one of the best centers in football. Right guard is obviously a massive problem. We, like, we, we don't necessarily know if Wyatt Teller is going to be the guy or not, if they're going to have, like, develop some resources, if they're going to have, like, trade or whatever. Uh, get, get, getting Jack Conklin for the Titans is pretty huge because that's obviously an upgrade for them on the right tackle side of things. And uh, Jedrick Willis, who was a right tackle in college, but, but could still translate pretty well, in my opinion, to the left tackle position, especially since um, Greg Robinson didn't, like, didn't really prove to be it last year. Um, this, this, like, like it, sh- it should be an above-average offensive line for the season, of course, in the context of week one with the Ravens, if JC Treader is not there, I think, I think that's, I think that's going to be a, a hole that the Ravens blitz is going to easily exploit and uh, uh, pressure Mayfield quite a bit. So that's something that they need to um, tr- like tr- try and uh, uh, mask and get away from in terms of the play calling. Yeah. It's uh, it's going to be really interesting because when you look at the O-line, end of the season you can see it grown with age you know it and touch wood we have no um injuries but yeah going against the ravens week one away is a killer and oh it is yeah and who do you who do you see um do you see nick harris as the uh substitute or evan brown as the uh substitute to jc tretter um I guess I guess Harris could be like like he he's like right right behind Trigger on the depth chart right now. So I I like that's probably that's probably uh, the safest assumption for me. Yeah. Okay. Got you. And um, my my concerns is the linebacker room with the Browns. Um, you know, we struggled. We had Schobert who played well, obviously uh, against the Ravens last year, but. If you look at a linebacker room, and uh, you've got to remember that uh, BJ Goodson's coming back from injury, obviously Matt Wilson's out. There's not a lot of uh, experience in that uh, linebacker room. Yeah, and uh, like apparently, apparently there was a rumor circling out that uh, the Browns are trying to trade for Miles Jack, like like. Like there, there wasn't wasn't really like like I didn't have a source or anything like that. But like what like what I've what I've heard um, from online is that they're like they did they were trying to trade for Miles Jack and like 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 may, like maybe David Njoku was possibly involved like involved in that, which obviously would have an impact on the tight end room. But as far as the linebacker room would go, um, like 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 maybe that would have been like a worthy sacrifice in my opinion, especially with the kind of quality that Jack has provided with the Jaguars. And uh, especially, especially since they're, like, they're, like they're literally selling everyone on that defense now. Hey, just pause for the Browns a second. What's going on with the Jags? They're like on – they've just paid big money for Schobert and now they're just on a suicide mission. They're like, – like they're a team that's trying to rebuild but also trying to compete, which can, which can be like a really, really awkward situation. Like – um, we're, we're like we're seeing we're seeing that with Panthers and now we're seeing that with Jaguars. Like they're accumulating like a wide number of picks, but they're also getting rid of getting rid of like any players that have at least two years of experience, which which really doesn't make any sense. So um, like I don't I don't know like 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 maybe maybe they're trying to maybe they're trying to go after Trevor Lawrence. Uh, like maybe they're trying to tank get, like go to like two fourteen three or thirteen. Who knows? I don't really know anything of like. But why? But why buy? 
why buy Schobert in the, you know, free agency, you know, like just to sell some shirts? I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's yeah, yeah. I, like I do, I do feel like it's, 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 it's very troubling that uh, like a front, front office like that had like, has like inconsistent plans. Like, I don't, I, I don't even, I, I don't even know like what, what their plan is. Like, are they, are they trying to rebuild for the future? Are they trying to compete for like nine and seven or whatever? It, it like, it really doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and uh, you're not going to believe this. In the UK, we have now got a dedicated NFL channel on our TV. Mm -hmm. And today, they're launching the Jaguars show. You know, like, that is just like hinting to the world the Jags are coming to London. They're not doing a Brown show or a Steelers show or a Patriots show or a Chiefs show. It's the Jaguars show. You know, like... It's crazy, you know. Well, yeah, but uh, I th I think that kind of makes sense considering like the Jaguars have usually had like w at least one home game in London every season, and like I, I like I would imagine like they could be like they're like the most marketable team in London. Of course, like I, I I'm not there, so like I wouldn't know, but like that's that's my assumption on it anyway. Yeah, it's um, you know, like Jaguars don't have the most fans in London. Um, but they are pushed in uh, the UK. So, uh, yeah, I think your Eagles, your Patriots, you know, are all Cowboys with big followings here in, in the UK. That doesn't surprise me at all, especially the Cowboys. They're everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, let's go, let's go back to the uh, Ravens game and Browns game. Um where where do you uh, see the Browns potentially room versus room winning over the Ravens? Uh, well, uh, in order for that to happen, like we got to go back to uh, the defense, and uh, like uh, like as I mentioned, Earl Thomas is gone, and uh, he, like he like he 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 was able to clog up a lot of space for the Browns in both in uh, in both games, particularly um, the the second game, like. The, the first game, I mean, like, they, like they did have some like early struggles before they pulled away the fourth quarter and absolutely dominated that Ravens defense, especially Nick Chubb. Um, the 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 the, set, the second game, he was able to dominate um, and like make like make things a little more difficult for them, especially on that uh, that third and one, that infamous third and one run where Kareem Hunt was was tackled for a loss of like seven eight yards. But um, like he like he's now gone in. Uh, I like I, I will say this about the defense. Like they don't necessarily have the best amount of talent. I think I, I think I mentioned that before on the pod. Um, Matt like Matt Judon is probably their best edge rusher. Like not, like not probably he is, but he like like as far as individual talent goes, I feel like he like he needs like a lot of coverage sacks and uh, scheming from Don Martindale in order to like put up elite numbers or whatnot. Blaze Campbell is their best pass rusher. He's also 34 though. Outside of that, there really isn't anything out on on that uh, on that pass rushing unit that really strikes me as a like a dangerous threat. It's really the uh, the individual scheme, the blitzing scheme, blitz heavy scheme from Martindale that's really the threat. And I think that I think um, in, that in combination with the loss of Earl Thomas is is is, in, is an area that um, the Browns are like could could easily exploit if um if their cards go right if Kevin Stefan Kevin Stefanski is able to scheme um and show that he has a basic understanding of Odell Beckham, Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and all the resources that they have on that offense. Do you think the Browns 
can win the game by running it, or you think it's got to be a a real combo of uh, passing and running? It really depends. I think I think it could be both. Um, I think the Browns would be a more run heavy team this season, especially since Kevin Stefanski was kind of that uh, like comes from that mold in Minnesota. But also at the same time, this is a pass heavy league, and I think I think like. I think they're they're going they're going to need that especially if they're especially with a high scoring offense like the Ravens um, in like in the second half the fourth quarter um, you're obvi- you're uh, you're obviously going to need their pass and crunch time in the two minute drill um, in a one score game so that's that like that yeah I I would I would I would have to say both uh like run run heavy early on and then uh like a bunch of passing and like like may, like maybe maybe um in the second half because uh, it's a pretty pass heavy league now. Do you think our uh, D-line is going to get through the uh, Ravens O-line? That's tough. I think Marshall Yanda retired um, on on that Ravens offensive line. And they're – I mean, I, I mean, they – I mean, I, yeah, okay, um, I, I think yes – and no, yes, because I like I don't know if that's necessarily the most talented offensive line in the league. Uh, it's it's just like they're like they're kind of enhanced by Greg Roman's scheme. However, I don't know I don't know if that'll, that'll necessarily be enough because Jackson is an absolute freak with his legs. Like he, like he's like he's he's some he's somehow able to avoid sack getting sacked um, behind the offensive line. He's he's also able to avoid getting hit while on the run. It's just it's. Like like he like he's he's running in a way that we really haven't seen where like he like he's constantly avoiding hits like he's like he's running aggressively yet intelligently at the same time so so like where where he's always taking care of himself which is which is kind of a thing that I've heard a lot in Cleveland where like oh like like one one hit and his career is over well it's not it's not there yet like he hasn't had that that hit that's that's going to affect his career knock on wood of course because because uh, he he's an absolutely incredible player and I enjoy watching him a lot. But um, I I I don't necessarily know if that alone will be enough. Like they like they the the Browns defensive line has to go on another edge and um, outsmart Lamar Jackson somehow any way they can. I think the uh, our cornerbacks versus their wide receivers is a fair matchup. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's especially with how raw the, um, the receivers for Ravens are. Um, I mean, granted, like that's not to say like. Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams aren't going through their growing pains yet. Like, I think, I think both of them are going to be 23 by the end of by the end of the year, which is crazy. Uh, Ward Ward is really good though. Greedy Williams had like had some really strong flashes to play in his in his rookie season. So I think both, um, uh, like like re- really make the Browns set at cornerback one and cornerback two. Um, it, it, it like it. Uh, winning, winning the matchup really just depends on how good they can be against Hollywood Brown, like how healthy he is, because you know, like like he like he wasn't really at 100 percent in his rookie season. So that's something. So that's something to look out for um, in that matchup. Yeah, and then how do you think the Browns are going to deal with Mark Andrews? Ooh, um, see, I I like uh, he's. Definitely their best player, like their, their best skill player, like their best skill receiver. Um, the problem pro- problem with him is that is is if, is if they try to like cover him, that 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 uh, clears out the speed for a guy like Marquise Brown, who's maybe like maybe one of the fastest players in the league at full health. So um, I do I do I do I do feel a little 
like a, like a little good about um, uh, the linebacker room and the safety room guarding him, especially with Rodney Harrison on board. Like it's it's, it's going to take a little bit of time for him to get adjusted uh, to the Browns defense. But I think um, if if he if he's able to guard um, Mark Andrews or or, or if um, um, one of the younger linebackers is able to get a hold on him. Um, I don't think it's the worst possible matchup, but at the same time, I do think that uh, Andrews presents a, a like a very legitimate threat to that side of the Browns defense. Mm. Yeah, and uh, how do you see the safeties lining up? Uh, st- st- yeah, week one starting. How how do you see them uh, competing against the Ravens? Um, I think, I think, I think I, I, I did mention that Harrison is probably their best safety right now. I really, I, I really, I really wish Grant Delbert would have been out because he, because uh, he was you know, like, he was definitely going to be a starting, starting safety for that unit. It's just, it's just without him. Um, I think the Ravens are going to have an easier time attacking that side of the field than they would with him on it. Yeah. Got you. Special teams. Um, Joe Jojo Natson kick return. God, I um I've I I think I've seen a bit like I I I hope I hope I hope that I hope that special teams unit as a whole like it like isn't nowhere near as bad as it has been um the last two or three seasons like I I think like, last year I, it wasn't too bad. Well, yeah, yeah, uh, like t- t- uh, 2017 and 2018 was where was where it was really bad. Like, like so much so that that we uh, they f- they fired like back to back special teams coordinators. It's just good to see like a little bit of consistency in in that case. Yeah, I'm really interested to see um, how uh, JoJo Natson does. I would love us to have a natural kick returner, punt returner, actually get some uh, good field ground. It'd be nice to have that. We haven't, we haven't really had. Uh, a de- a, like a decent kick returner since Josh Gribbs, and that was like over a decade ago. Yeah. And uh, last question: What do you see the final score being? Well, that's interesting because because the, the first the first time the Browns played the Ravens last year, it was forty to twenty five. The 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 next time these two teams played each other, um, jeez, I I I, like, I I I I remember the first score. I don't remember. Uh, the week 16 game, which, which obviously the Ravens destroyed the Browns on. Um, I think as, I think as far as this goes, I, I would, I would, I would have to say like, like, like maybe uh, the Ravens would win by a field goal. I, I, I do think it's going to be a close game. I also think at the same time, the Browns are going to have, are going to take some time to gel uh, with the new coach. So I wouldn't necessarily freak out about it, freak out about it, especially with the pandemic. Because, um, I, 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 I said this on a previous podcast, but for me, the first four weeks of the season are all going to be week one because um, because the preseason usually lasts four weeks in general. So so uh, week one is going to be week one, week two, week one, part two, week week three, week one, part three, and then week four is, is going to be week one, part four. Uh, we, we haven't had any preseason action. Scrimmages have been pretty limited. So uh, I would not be surprised if Browns or the Ravens look a little out of sorts. So really, like, like – um, I think for for the start of this season, anything could happen. It could be like really unpredictable. Um, I guess my, I guess my final score prediction would be maybe Ravens thirty, Browns twenty seven. That's probably my take on it. I'm gonna go one more. I was gonna be go the opposite way. Browns, we're gonna miss a field kick thirty, and the Ravens twenty eight. 
That would not surprise me. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, ho- I'm hoping for that. That'd be an amazing start of the season. But yeah, um, especially against the Ravens away would be absolutely amazing. But yeah, obviously super scared about our linebacker room, to be fair. Likewise. Browns, um, what's, 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 what's interesting about the Browns is that they haven't even started one of those since 2004. They tied in 2018. So, so like, they, they, like they were able to end that uh, losing streak uh, in week one, but they haven't won a game in week one since 2004, which is absolutely nuts. Just right off this Sunday and let's start week two, eh? Maybe, maybe it'll happen. Who knows? Records are there to be broken. <laughs> God, I, yeah. hope, I hope I hope that something Stefanski is up for. Yeah, great. Well, look, Johnny, I ask all my guests the first time they come on the show the tough question, the toughest question on any podcast, and you get no prep for this. What body part are you willing to give up for the Cleveland Browns to win a Super Bowl? Ooh, uh, probably, probably, man. <laughs> Pro- it's probably, yeah, it is. It is pro- probably an eyeball. Probably an eyeball. I like. I, I like. I am willing to buy an eye patch, and I'm willing to uh, like be blind of one eye if they win a Super Bowl. That's like. I'm like. I'm not. I'm not. I'm like. I'm not saying I'll do it by myself, but uh, I would be willing to give up, give up an eye. Well, mate. Hopefully, you lose an eye, mate. Simple as that. No. <laughs> well, it's been really great talking to you. Um, anything you want to say about the OBR? Um, please, please subscribe there. We, we are on Twitter at the OBR. If you're interested in following our Twitter page and we're always updating, um, with, um, with, with rumors, with new articles, with fresh new takes. So if you're looking, if you're looking for, um, the best Brown site, um, on, on the internet, try and subscribe there. Excellent. Well, it's been really nice speaking to you. I look forward to meeting you face to face. Not ne- not this year, maybe next year, hey? Hey, perhaps, man. I'm looking forward to it as well. And uh, tell us, where are you going to be watching the game on Sunday? Probably from my house. Um, yeah, I, yeah I, don't, I, don't, like, I don't know if I'm going downtown, but uh, de- de- definitely, definitely going to take some time to watch it at home. Excellent. All right, brilliant. Thank you very much for your time. Where can people find your details? Okay, so I'm on Twitter at BrickWallBlitz, BrickWall, and Blitz, of course. Um, my, uh, as, as previously aforementioned, my work is on at the OBR for the Browns on Twitter. Uh, Panthers for the Riot Report, RRIOT Report on Twitter. The Dolphins for the Finsider, that's with a P-H-I-N-S-I-D-E-R, the Finsider. Uh, Dynasty, Dynasty League Football at DL football and 49ers hub at 49ers hub NFL that's the main thing alright Johnny thanks a lot for your time appreciate it Paul really good thanks a lot and uh, well done again uh, doing the OBR and uh, I look forward to keeping an update with you on the uh, Twitter it's change coming.